Yeah, yeah. One time, one time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eastside, Eastside, ride with me now. Downtown, downtown, ride with me now. Southside, Southside, ride with me now. Old Town, Old Town, ride with me now. Sunnyside, Sunnyside, ride with me now. Third Ave, Third Ave, ride with me now. Eastside, Eastside, ride with me now. Westside, Westside, ride with me, yeah. Ain't no butcher when I care to paint it proper Lost it all, got it back with more options Was only scared of what I could become Punch, drunk, punk, living with no plan to run Where I'm from, how I lit, I can't pass a buck Seen them lose, not recover, now they ask too much Take it back to the trap My name's Trey, Arona, Corona Either way <laughs> I'm an MC, repping Fang Over Fist Records here in Flagstaff, Arizona We got an album dropping May 7th, here in a couple days Dead Renaissance Yeah, come fuck with us yeah, no, I, I'm excited. Uh, as as you know, I was able to listen to it in its entirety, and um, definitely a lot of emotions going on. And like related to your album, you know, titled "Dead Renaissance." Can you explain why you chose that title for the album? We had a handful of working titles. We were trying to do all the names at the same time because we didn't have any names. We just, you know, the, the way our process is, we just go in make the music and kind of name it later that's the way this one worked out but like i think you know the album is so dark dude i don't know i might have seen something like on the internet that day that was like renaissance and i'm like well you know dead dead renaissance sounds dope you know it sounds dope once the title hit i started writing a little bit differently to like mold it to that you know what i mean Dead Ren. I don't know. I just thought it was a good name, dude. That's, no, <laughs> I it was cool, I, that's fair. No, because I there wasn't much rhyme or reason behind it, actually. I when I, I the reason why I asked that is because you have a, a track called Blood Moon. You know, when I think Renaissance, I think of something that's in the past. It's usually referring to a time period that has passed, but also sure. at the same time, in some cases, like the revival of something. And yeah. I think with that track, you know, there's a lot of emotion in it from what I'm interpreting seems to be kind of your take or your storytelling of like what had happened in like the early colonial periods when Navajos became part of the frontier for westward expansion and at least for the yeah. U.S. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I, I really thought that was really interesting that like you have this title that refers to a time that usually is signifies something that occurred in the past, but also something that signifies the revival of a certain aesthetic artwork mm-hmm. and in, in this case i was thinking of like a, a moment of um, colonialism and and you know right, right, right. that continuously happened so oh well so yeah no i feel you and then like you know the whole the whole vibe is like so dark but also you know there's so much shit just so many distractions in the world these days and i just think like that whole you know being caught up in like basically like it was more like everybody's almost like dead these days you know we're always on our phones all the time you know we're always fucking distracted and everybody feels dead you know it feels dead like we're not living almost and that, that's kind of like what it formed into and then i adjusted my writing to that kind of you know what i mean the emotions that i i could pull from the album range from anger to disgust to confrontation but also the sense of alienation that like, you know, people are alienated. And the way I usually associate that is in terms of like work and capitalism. And yeah. I, I was really like, you know, I, I've been listening to your work and I've noticed that there's like a tendency 
for like this critique of capitalism. And I was yeah. wondering where has your critiques of capitalism come from and then how do they make themselves uh, emerge in your work? Well, first off, some of the first like underground hip hop that I ever listened to was like public enemy, you know, you know, my dad was like a huge run DMC and that's like in that same similar era. So I, I was always influenced by that for sure. But then when we're talking about underground hip hop, my homies put me on to uh, immortal technique, you know, obviously, and that I, I can remember the moment I first heard it was on, uh, it was one featuring a cure. I forget which album it is, man. Somebody's going revolution volume two, my bad volume two. Yeah. I'm tripping. I remember the moment my homie Guillermo showed me that song. I was like, oh shit, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Like this is a whole different lane of like raw political rap that I'd never heard before. Even different than like Jedi Mind Tricks. It's it's more, it's more, it's just more thorough. You know, you can tell that there's like really substance behind it and like conviction, you know. In that same lane, my homie Guillermo shout out to him. I actually talked to him today. I haven't talked to him in a long time. But uh his dad was a professor at NAU. He was a political science professor and he would just have all these books and shit, man. Books and books and books. And I remember the first time he showed me some old, this fool had some fucking like Castro on like his whole theories and everything. And I was like, good God, you know, what the fuck is this? You know, like it, it just like exposed, you know, so many like thoughts, you know, because I guess, you know, when you're that young, I was probably like 14, 15, and it's all identity, you know what I mean? You're just trying to fit in. And then, like, when I heard that song, and then he showed me these fucking books he had, it was like, oh, what the fuck is going on, you know? And it all fell in line, and I think that influenced me more than anything, is reading that, reading that early, reading that type of stuff early on, really, like, to this day, is still a huge influence, obviously, you know? No, that's yeah. awesome. I didn't. I did not yeah. expect you know um, Che Castro to get pulled into this conversation. Yeah, no. Yeah, it. I still, you know, I think it's a double story. You know, mm -hmm. and he, my homie Guillermo, he's still doing his thing to this day. You know, he. I think he just graduated NAU a couple of years ago. He's going for his master's, I think now. So yeah, philosophy shit. But yeah, no, no. I think that's great. I mean, I, I think having a set of books that are uh, of revolutionaries and yeah. their strategies is, is something that's always inspirational for folks who are stuck in like the U S you know, like what we deal with consistently, yeah. you know, personally, like I, I didn't really read a lot of those books until maybe fucking college, you know? So I, I wish I, I had that like education early, but yeah, no, I mean, are there any other sources of like anti-capitalism? I, I imagine like living in a border town can be pretty fucking shitty. I know I shouldn't say living in a border town is pretty fucking shitty when it's like, you know, like shitty ass wages and the racism that accompanies that. Yeah. I mean, how, how is like border town capitalism kind of like emerged in your, in your writing and your music? Right. I mean, it's just all it's, it's in every song, man. you know, everything I write, it has to do with that to an extent, you know, it, it, it's always a reflection of that. Like you said, the working class type type vibe, it's hard to get by in Flagstaff because it's so expensive. So it's always a fight between like art and, you know, it's just a fight between time, you know, having to manage your time in different ways. You know, you got to work 60 hours, 70 hours because rent is so high. So you have to find, finding the time is the worst, you know, obviously growing up in Flagstaff, man, you know, the 
the police here are pretty vigilant compared to most places. I, I, I would say so. I don't know. You know, like cities, I've noticed legit, you don't see cops very often at all. Flagstaff, you could have four in one block. And it's just like they're protecting that tourism and shit. You know what I mean? And that noticed that early on because, you know, I I don't want like rich friends and, you know, I had friends who were, you know, so it, it was just obvious. Like once that veil was gone, you can't unsee it. I think my, my, my personal experience was when family members would warn me of driving into a border town, like, hey, be careful. Cops are more vigilant towards vehicles that are leaving the reservation and going yeah. into the border towns are more, they're mm-hmm. more likely to pull them over uh, just because the cops are, you know, coding these vehicles as, as res vehicles and thus right. you know, trying to hit a quota. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, quota, you know, man. that's what well, I was going to wonder. I was, yeah, yeah, the last song, I mean, yeah. sorry, we're going to like real quick, real quick before we get into some other politics, but I was wondering quota that the last song on the album, does that, what, what is that referring to? If you don't mind me asking. It's referring to the quota, you know, like the police have, but also there's four verses on there and I've never done a song like that. I've never like had four verses on a song. And I was like, okay, I'm just trying to meet my quota as an MC. I don't think I'm that dope of an MC. You know, I've got a shitload of friends who were like amazing at that art form, you know, rapping, MCing. So it was me just trying to get my quota in, you know, of like at the same time, you know, the other songs in the album, it kind of matches up quota along that line is just like that song to me really summarizes the the communities that exist within flagstaff you actually call out to different like neighborhoods in the chorus Mm -hmm. and to me it's almost kind of like a celebratory aspect of it that's like hey you know i want to show props to this area you know in in a border town which you know is usually violent my question then is like i was wondering how like a sense of community and place influences the song's that you write with that song it's like we actually made the chorus it was just a filling chorus we ended up running with it because you know hip-hop you're always trying to represent where you're from you know you're always that that's like the main thing in hip-hop is represent where you're from your crew and i'm like well i've lived on every side of town in flagstaff you know i've, I've lived everywhere in flagstaff so like i got friends in every side of town so i'm like i'm gonna just rep the whole thing at the same time i think People in Flagstaff will relate. Well, I guess now a lot of people relate, you know, because the border border town aspect, the racism is like more mainstream these days. You know, it's everywhere in your face. And so now everybody can, you know, I used to think my music was like, it's like headphone music. You know what I mean? You're not going to blast my music outside. See, like if we put this out, you know, five years ago, even with Fugs Given, this style, I would have told people, you know, like, be careful bumping that in, like, the east or, you know, the west side of town, the east side of wh- wherever it might be, you know, I would have been like, yo, you know, you you might get profiled and the cops might come and get you, you know, they, they might they might pull up on you. Now, I think, I, I'm, you know, I fucking drive every day, you know, I bump and I'm, I'm still like, oh, fuck, you know, like, oh, shit, like, do I really want to bump this with the windows down, you know what I mean? Super loud while I'm delivering boxes in this fucking rich-ass neighborhood, you know, I'm like, I'm still hesitant, you know what I mean? It's like, it's just frustration, you know what I mean? And it all comes out in the fucking music. As, I, as I'm as i understanding it, the, the change since since five years ago has been, has just as, like, police have been very vigilant um, on colonized people, Right. That that that's kind of like actually changed now. I mean, 
you know, people are using their cell phones or actually watching police. And I think because of that, you know, the police are now feeling some pressure. I mean, I don't know if it's a lot, but and I and and I think that's something that's definitely changed in the conditions that I've noticed five years, you know, going through fucking, you know, Trump era of of politics is, is, you know, really fucking shitty. But also at the same time, people have become more vigilant of cops and police brutality isn't something that's hidden it, it, people actually talk about it and and yeah. so in some cases things the goods are gone and in this case maybe like you know with police getting convicted of of like three charges it, it, in in a i think in the 2016 ep fucks given you mm. it sounds oh shit it sounds kind of like thanksgiving but in fucks given yeah. you you actually sample at the end of a song this person talking about hegemony and common mm. sense that's like theorized by an italian marxist slash communist uh antonio gramsci and I was really surprised by that. I'll be honest. I, like, I mean, as I told you, I was in the shower listening and I was just like washing my hair. And then all of a sudden this fucking song turns on and I'm like, wait a minute. I was, I thought for some odd reason I shifted into like a YouTube channel talking about this shit, but um, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I, and I think uh, it's been five years since you released that a lot has happened. And I, my question then is, do you think the common sense that existed during that EP, do you think it's changed? And, you know, how do you, you know, it definitely has everything is a slightly more extreme than it was. I think more people aren't going with the flow, you know, more, more people aren't going with the common sense anymore. And it's just great to see because even back then it, it was like the, the media making it seem more, you know, prevalent if the common sense is changing or not. I'm not sure if that's the case. All the movements are getting exploited, but it's definitely changed. In, in my opinion, everything, everyone's a lot more vigilant, established. Every, you know, it seems like everyone's taking sides. I think more young people are more in tune than like ever before. And that's just, it's just dope to see. It, it's crazy. It trips me out. It trips me out all the time because my brother, he's 20. He's 20. He was born in 2001. All of his homies are protesting nonstop all, all day, every day when it was going down. And it was like, damn. These fools are really out here because even in 2015 in Flagstaff, that wasn't going down that much. And when I was in high school, it wasn't going down at all. I think in that in that form, the common sense has changed because there's a pushback from everyone who's not going with the common sense, not even just Navajos and Mexicans, minorities or whatever. Just overall, even I I hate to say like the do good white people, I I hate saying that, but they're more vigilant than ever, you know, at least in Flagstaff. And they're shifting the common sense of their parents and whatnot. And it's just wild. I agree. I think, I think one of the common sense aspects of like five years ago, that's definitely shifting is the acceptance and established position of police. Like people are like, nah, mm-hmm. maybe we don't need this, but also mm-hmm. in line with that, but also thinking about the acceptance of more socialist, right. communist and anarchist ideas mm-hmm. right, that right. people are involved in. And I, and I and that's why I was like really surprised because, you know, here I'm in the shower and this quote about common sense happens. And, you know, just recently, a lot of things have taken place that I think there's definitely a change in that. My question then is, you know, how do you explore this new common sense that you see within society in this new album? Because I, I think you do. I noticed that the first one is. You know, it's got it's boom bap hip hop as I understand it, right. and this yeah. new one definitely has like a very like 
political leaning. You got the song Hands Up, you got Blood Moon. Um, right. And those are just to say a, a few. How do you explore what you consider the common sense in this new album? First of all, I think I can actually express myself fully now, you know, and even Pat adjusting because we always wanted to make a noise rap album, you know, not so, not so boom bappy, but we wanted to, you know, we wanted to experiment with this one, you know, you can already do the boom bap thing. It's already been done anyway. So we just wanted to experiment with it. And with that, I wanted to experiment with the writing because he gave me the beats. I was like, oh, fuck, like Blood Moon, you know, he gave me the, like, what the fuck do you write to that? Sitting on that for a long time, you know, I had to really, I had to really vibe it for a good while to figure out exactly what I wanted to do with it. With like Hands Up, for example, as far as the common sense goes, you know, that's something I wrote that the week George Floyd was murdered. I'm about to lose my shit, yo. you make me sick. Hop behind the badge while I burn the flag, you never catch my ass. I'm about to lose my shit, yo. you make me sick. Hop behind the badge while I burn the flag, you never catch my ass. At that time, I was just consuming, I think everyone was consuming so much media, so much media. So I just interjected that. I wanted to capture how I, how I felt personally, but also almost like a reflection society you know what i mean wanted to capture it in the moment i think but you the did best it. part of that song yeah the best part of that song is pat singing though <laughs> i love that shit yeah no i i love the i think it's the guitars in the beginning <laughs> i i was like holy shit like when right. i heard that i was like oh yeah this is going to be a very high energy um as well as very emotional song and it was like and it, it does reflect what i think is it does capture like some of that sentiment of we don't really fuck with the police anymore. Yeah. And there's better ways. There's better ways. Right. We don't need to get killed over a fucking speeding ticket. You know, we don't need to get harassed for being in the wrong neighborhood. It's not how it works anymore. Thank God. Flagstaff just, uh, we have our own uh, community policing thing going down. The mayor just, they were trying to find the funding and they, I think they found it, you know, so it's going down here, thank God. There's going to be like, even as opposed to like Guardian, Guardian here is like the EMTs, the EMTs. We're going to have our own EMTs and shit because even those motherfuckers are racist as fuck here in Flagstaff. So I'm excited right. for it. No, there's, I, I've been following yeah. a, a really cool, I've been following a really cool uh, Instagram page, um, Flagstats. Like it's F L A G S T A T S. Yeah. Where they like actually monitor and look at the budget mm-hmm. and and work to defund the police. So, yeah. you know, I was really happy to see that that's going down in Flagstaff, and I'm glad to yeah. see that there are efforts to really push for uh, demilitarizing the police and, and and like defund the fuck out of them to the point where we'll just abolish them. Yeah, you know, flag. There's no crime, man. Flag. There ain't no real. You know, there's more white collar crime in Flagstaff than there's blue collar crime. You know, like come on, we don't need police here. You know. <laughs> at all yeah yeah no i i really appreciate it um and i think and this will kind of combine the, the question that i had as well um it's it's a mixture of those this idea of like common sense and in terms of like you know protesting capitalism and, and police mm-hmm. i then was thinking about like the movements that have been sparked particularly in in in, in like indigenous social media with like mm-hmm. the hashtag land back and like really right. not settling for like colonialism. And, mm. and so my question then is, you know, how has colonialism emerged in, in this album? Like Blood Moon, 
you know, you, you were right on the money with, you know, what you thought it was. And I'm happy about that because I was like, I hope people can get what I'm conveying, you know, and just the confrontation of it. And I think, you know, sometimes I wish this album had been released in 2020, but like, because, you know, like it almost would have been fuel, but at the same time, because when I wrote it, dude, like I, I, I like removed myself from like media and even like politics. I, I like purged on it because, you know, I would just, there was like a point where it was just obsessive, you know what I mean? Constantly wanting to read, 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 you know, keep up, blah, blah, blah. And it was fucking with me, you know what I mean? I, I, and then 2020 hit and all these feelings for me just came back up, came back up. So like the common sense for me, you know, I, I was happy living in the common sense, you know, like being like illusioned because I, I was happy doing that. I was perfectly fine. The album was like, all right, we got to get it done. We got to get it done. But like, it was never meant to be political. Of course, I I always have that connotation in my writing. I didn't think it would be is like, it just takes a lot of energy consuming all of that at the same time. When I was comfortable just disregarding it, living in that illusion, the common sense is like, I think it's all shattered now. (laughs) I don't think there is a common sense anymore. I mean, obviously, we were talking about hegemony, you know, all the tactics of that. I think we're just being bombarded so hard and purges are so fucking needed from screens. That song, Copper, is that that's mainly what that's about. I fucking researched Gramsci just so I could be on point. I think each song almost represents tactics, you know, being placed on us. Copper is like the Internet. Hands up is like fucking the police. And then even quota can be just giving into that common sense all the time. Sometimes I, I, I totally, I I'm, I'm all right with that. Like, I think it's one of those, like yeah. it, it's, a, it's an album and, and kind of bringing it back to like blood moon, which is what we're talking about a lot, but it's very visceral. Like you, you don't hide mm-hmm. anything from the listener or the audience as to the actual violence that occurred during the early moments of colonialism when it came to Navajos Mm. and the U S army. And to me, that's something that like, you can't really write that and expect to not be emotionally and mentally drained Mm. because of how visceral it is. Yeah. I, I was trying to write it in the sense of like, we were here, indigenous people were here all the way down the coast, all the way down to like fucking South America. And it was like the, colonialists were the aliens you know what i mean like we were it was like first contact it was first contact and in my head you know obviously the verses are about i wanted it to be like a war scene we're pulling up on them but then the chorus be totally different like you were saying i wanted almost sci-fi kind of make it sci-fi the writing of it i hit up multiple people for for books or just excerpts of like what it was like in first contact and that went into a lot of it, just the feeling of it, I should say. 
and the fucking beat just speaks for itself, man. I, that shit is that was heavy, man. That shit was. I'm always I'm always like that one person that's like, yo, we need to read theory, and 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 it doesn't necessarily. I mean, like you know, like theory, like when it comes to like you know political strategies and whatnot and that also includes history so i'm right. like i i'm actually right now doing a complete overhaul on like federal indian policy throughout the years so i'm like really getting immersed into how it's changed who the progenitors were as well as who are the ones who wanted to reproduce it and continue like you i i, I there are moments where i'm like damn like i'll be reading reading a book edited by Vine Deloria about that particular topic. And it's written by non-natives, but it does give me like a good idea as to how shit's changing, but also how like a lot of the issues in our communities now are actually historically contingent upon what happened before. I read, yeah, uh, God is Red. That was one of the first books I picked up when I was, when I was young. Very influential, man. Yeah. You know, I was curious, you know, in some direct, we kind of touched upon it indirectly, but I was, Wondering, like, where does indigeneity, like your indigeneity, how, how do you draw upon it? Like, where, how does it, like, manifest itself in the work? I think for me, it's, like, identity. I'm not, like, too, like, Navajo, per se. I didn't grow up on the res. So that's, like, an identity thing. On the other side, you know, I'm Mexican, but I also live far away from my family. So it, it, it's reflect, It's almost like I'm trying to compensate sometimes, I think, for, you know, not being so close as I should be you know with you know with my cultures that's how I've kind of interpreted it and that goes into the writing everywhere you know what I mean especially like in Flagstaff man like I used to drive the city bus here so I saw firsthand the other side of it of like having to deal with so much shit and I'm like fuck you know this is a crisis I'm over here kicking my own people off the bus and you know you know it's like heartstrings you know what I mean knowing that the police are going to come and they're going to get tossed in jail. And I'm like, well, fuck. To me, it's like an identity thing. Anger, like you said, disgust. And even on the lines of like, like I told you earlier, you know, read all, reading all that shit so early, it gives you a sense of like, you know, you want to be that, you, you know, like you want to do something, you know, like you're not doing enough. Music has always been that for me. I mean, I'll go to protests, but I'm not that guy. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like real confrontational. I try to remove myself from that because I'll start some shit, you know what I mean? Like, but at the same time, maturing, you know, like that's not me anymore. You know, it's just like morphing and an identity. No, no, I, I like, yeah, it's, I imagine it's always a, a way of thinking about how our identity influences mm-hmm. our artwork. And I'm always, exactly. I'm always curious about that. It doesn't have to be indigeneity, mm-hmm. but in general, just like, I, I think I got a, a good idea as to how, you know, your experience, your sense of place, Right. influence this album and and, and some and, hmm. and, and i think there's something about i don't know i mean i i might be jumping to conclusions but i think for me personally i really kind of feel like there's a genre of border town music coming out dude uh, i feel you i feel you man right like there's mm-hmm. you can, there's some music you can kind of tell is just like it's it's music that's kind of like inspired by the res but also like, you know, it's not like located there. It's not produced there. Maybe in some cases it is, but you, you, you feel there. And I think when I hear like yeah. a lot of the music that's coming out of, um, you know, Fang Over Fist is I'm, I'm hearing the, the border town, you know, like it's, yeah. it's not just a romantic look at the Navajo nation, but also it's right. kind of a very, 
yeah, it's a, it just kind of like, Hey, this is our experience. And this is how we will discuss it, or this is how we'll write about it and make music out of it. Yeah. It's definitely a unique perspective, especially opposed to like growing up on the res. It, it, it's, it's unique to that for sure. I know that, I know that the album that you interviewed Clint Pat about that, that was in itself just like a beautiful mosaic of what it's like you know just for your everyday cat in flagstaff it's just it's perfect when a real show was mass exodus this town i got no love for indigenous want to spend money in brown and black businesses how's it living fam hope you're living right it's okay to cry you clocking five to five just a day shit i know you hustle tight trying to pay these fines we see the overtime i'll respect that but up for the daily grind gotta work 10 times harder just to get to where they started ain't no more can't afford it then we fall up in the quarter over bullshit that they pull in